Come with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going safe It's not safe Before you cross me Look both ways Leaving the scene With no trace None in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm out of space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state and I got a special one, man. When this drops, this will be dropping on the Friday before March 13th. That's Friday, March 11th, if you're watching this. And uh, me, we'll all be working. I will be working at New Frontier Pro. And who better to announce the matches, do a little bit of a prediction show, than my new PIC? That's right. My cohort on the commentary table, the man who is not as sexy nor does sound as sweet as me, but he tries, Adam Hayes. Hello, Adam. How are you? That's the intro I'm getting. After all the wonderful intros I brought to you on Schwa Wars, which, by the way, anchor.fm slash Schwa Wars podcast. <laughs> I just got to get that right off the bat out there. Out of all the times you've been on my show and all the great intros and all the laughs and great times that we've had and making fun of Davenport and making fun of Jordan and all these other things, that's the way you're going to make this start up? All right, that's right. fine. That's no, you're fine. Right. You're right. You got to respect your elders, sir. 15-year pro here. Oh my God. Just saying. I did have another intro in mind, but I figured, I don't know if you were going to like the stank on it, but I'll, I'll try it if you want. Please do. Go ahead. It can't be much worse than that. Oh, it, it's actually a, a lot better than that one. That one was just a subpar one because I'm a little tired right now, but don't worry. I'm going to kick it into high gear just for you. Hang on a second. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, one mm. half of your commentary team, George McKay, and I am joined mm. by the man who was just a fill-in. Whereas I was sought out by the matchmaker, he was brought in to fill the chair next to me. Please help me welcome my co-host for New Frontier Pro. The Odyssey will begin this Sunday. Please help me welcome Adam Hayes to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you, sir? You know what? I actually kind of preferred that because there was a little bit more momentum in your voice. <laughs> you know, it, it, it didn't sound like an old Tully Blanchard interview. It was great. So I'll uh, take it. I'll don't take knock it. on old Tully Blanchard, man. He tries. He tries, bro. He tries. He tries. He, he's, got, he's got nice jackets. I'll give him that. But, he does. Let's, but besides the point, we're here to talk about New Frontier Pro, a show that I am very much looking forward to, um, especially just this card top to bottom for an opening show for a debut show has a little bit of something for everybody. And I'm most excited about that. Because again, I said off the top, like jokingly around, I have been around for a long time here in Ontario, Indy. Been doing this for 15 plus years, from ring announcing to managing to, you know, promoting myself in a way and writing for television. But I'm really excited when a new promotion kind of starts up. And I always want to be able to see, does it have what it takes? Does it have the, you know, cojones to be able to step out of just, you know, being a, a three-match show or a three, you know, a three, you know, event show kind of deal and if it's going to you know succeed over the years like some of these other great promotions that we've seen here in ontario so i'm really looking forward to being able to work with everybody it's going to be great especially if the pandemic uh is not coming to an end but everyone is pretending like it's coming to an end We're so everyone's getting good. used to it now it's like exactly so we have to get used to it that's it. exactly so as a fan of professional wrestling as a person that's looking forward to being able to seeing old friends and meeting new ones and actually seeing you for the very first time right. uh which will be a whole lot of fun which i'm sure i will regret after three seconds of meeting you in person just like i'm sure that your wife has to deal with you every single day you know god bless her soul but anyways let's let's move on let's talk about this amazing card again happening march 13th at the rock pile one of the most famous locations in all ontario also made famous because of yours truly because of an old promotion back in the day. No, uh, you're wrong. He's lying. Lies. What do you mean? What do you mean? In the words, I'm of one of the people. I'm in the words. I'm of one of Trump. Lies. Oh no 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 no! Do not put me. Do not put me in the same uh, you know category as you know the Mustang Mussolini himself. No no, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. I can't take credit for that. It's all Jim Cornette. But that's besides the point. Um, this show, top to bottom, like I said, March 13th, Rockpile, Etobicoke. I'm looking forward to it. Let's kind of run down the cards, shall we? If you don't we mind. We should. We will. We, will we should. Sure. But first I want to ask, how did uh, the oh, matchmaker yeah. contact you? Because I I don't know about, I don't know how he contacted you. Ah, yes. The matchmaker. matchmaker. He contacted me via Facebook. Said he had been keeping an eye on me. He'd been watching me from HWE. He was interested and he wanted me to be one of the storytellers for the Odyssey, which is what the commentary team is. We are the storytellers, the narrators, if you will, 
of these matches as they progress and as the Odyssey begins. So I was interested. We went back and forth and I said, okay, let's do it. But I have yet to confirm who the matchmaker is. Uh, how did the matchmaker contact you? And do you have any ideas who the mystery matchmaker could be? Honestly, I, a lot of people have been guessing this one for a long, long time. Uh, there's no surprise that I uh, have a lot of history at the rock pile. And I know there was even a, a, a little couple of little murmurs or whatever that maybe your boy himself was the matchmaker, but that's not true. With all due respect, I've seen the promoting. I've done the promoting back in the past. I've seen what it does to a person's ego. I don't have an ego. Adam Hayes never does, but that's besides the point. The point is though, I was actually, um, I was emailed by the matchmaker himself and said that, you know, you've been doing this for a long, long time. You've been, you know, a commentator at a few different places recently. Of course, I was with PWO. I've been doing some crossing eclipse lately over the last couple of years. And he just, I believe, or he or she rather, I shouldn't even guesstimate a, a gender at this point. Um, they pretty much messaged me and said, we want to be able to have you on. At that point, I didn't know who my commenting partner was going to be which was kind of weird because I'm like, okay, well, normally I'm going to be taking the helm. Most of the time I've been doing color. I've been with Nathan Savage. I've been with Chris Sav or uh, yeah, Chris Hazard in the past, who of course been on my guests, of course, back at Schwab Wars, anchor.fm slash Wars podcast. But um, just, so I was really, really weird uh, to see what was going to be able to transpire, who was going to be my, you know, my partner in crime for the show. And then lo and behold, your name, uh, pops up on the old uh, Facebook when it comes to promoting this thing. And I'm, got, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm very excited to be able to work with you and, again, be able to see you in person for the very first time because, of course, we met almost a year ago now at this point, thanks to my show. Yeah, it's been over um, a year. Yeah, for sure. You've reached out, and uh, I've been a guest on Chihuahuas a couple of times, and it's, it's one of my favorite shows to go back on. It is. The concepts are great. And uh, uh, anytime I can take a shot at Jordan or fucking Jeff, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. <laughs> well, hopefully you're not going to be taking too many shots at me and we're not going to be taking too many shots as the people that are going to be performing the ring. Cause let's be honest, for the most part, they could probably kick your ass. Maybe not so much mine, but they could definitely kick your ass. Um, so I know you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you got a sharp tongue there, sir. I know you are a, uh, a trickster when it comes to the old uh, verbiage there. So I know you better uh, be watching your P's and Q's with some of the people that are at least going to be in, in that building at the rock pile on uh, March 13th. So, Absolutely. And guys, all its uh, tickets are, from what I understand, still available. They are selling out quickly, but they are still available. Mm -hmm. And when this episode drops, I will put the link to the uh, website to order tickets or to get tickets. And we also are, from what I understand, I believe the matchmaker has secured a block to be sold at the door. So don't worry if you can't get online for whatever reason. Maybe you live in a part of Ontario like Adam where they don't have internet fully. So you have to... Mother effer! Here's the deal. <laughs> I am from Oshawa, Ontario. Do you realize... I am Oshawa's favorite son. I am from God's country. I am from the professional wrestling capital here in Ontario. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't want to brag. I don't want to be, you know, braggadocious. That's not who I am. Anyone that's known me over the last 15 years, no, 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 no. Everyone that knows me for the last 15 years knows that I do not have an ego, especially when it comes to this show. I am going to put that ego aside. It is all business. It is all about professional wrestling. It is all about giving these stars who are going to be legitimate stars, not just in this company, but all in professional wrestling. Because like I said, this is literally a who's who's here in Ontario right now. And a who's who's of who's going to be in professional wrestling in the years to come. So that's why I'm very excited for this card. That's why I'm so you know, rambunctious to be able to kind of talk about this thing. Absolutely. I will agree with you on that. I definitely believe the person, though, who mentions numerous times they don't have an ego usually has the biggest ego in the room. That being said, we will now run down the card, shall we? So one of the first okay. matches right. I want to talk about is the King of Pain Warhead versus the boot Rex Atkins. Now you're talking about two big boys, uh, two guys who know how to throw their bodies around, but also know how to use their environment to the full advantage. If you're ever in a match with Warhead, you know that the environment outside of the ring is going to come into play. And a guy like The Boot, who's been around, he's a vet for sure, he also knows how to handle himself in and outside of the ring. So this matchup intrigues me, and it's one I haven't seen too often. So I got to give it to you, my co-host for tonight's episode. Who are you taking when it comes to The Boot versus The King of Pain? See, this is a tough one. And again, we all know that the rules with New Frontier Wrestling, they haven't really been flushed out 
uh, as of right now. But of course, you know, you've got the home field advantage almost in a sense when it comes to Warhead being in the rock pile. There's so much history when it comes to him being there. But there's a key word that you said that when you were describing Rex Atkins, that's something that can be taken for both individuals. And that is a veteran. Both of these men are veterans when it comes to the sport here in Ontario. They have paid their dues. They have literally trained other people. They have done what it takes to be able to be the best in their craft. And honestly, this is one of those pick em fights, in my opinion. I think this might be one of the closest ones on the actual card. Rex Atkins, if this is a straight-up wrestling match, you know Rex is going to be able to ground him and pound him. And I think Warhead, even if he's got you know the dick punch city you know that he's been famous for over the last few years, I don't even know if that's going to be if that's going to even be, you know, good enough for the boot, like, is he even going to get close enough or is that boot just going to catch him right across the, the temple or right between the eyes? Of course, if this turns into a brawl, if this turns into an all out fight, I got to give it to Warhead. I've seen him. I've been up close. I've witnessed the carnage. And I know he kicks into that second and third gear and he's leaner. He's more, you know, active. He's uh, in better shape than he ever has been in his entire career, regardless of the age and the miles that he has on his body. Don't mistake him in this match. This is a lot closer of a matchup than most people would give them credit for. So honestly, in this one, it's a pick em. I agree with you on that. It definitely is a toss-up. It just depends on who comes out with a little bit more fire in their gully, for sure. Uh, you choose Warhead if it goes brawl style. I have to go... Oh, stupid thing. There we go. Uh, you choose... I'll edit that point out. Uh, you choose Warhead if it goes to, the, to a brawl. I got to say, I give it to the boot. I don't know what it is. I've seen the boot numerous times, whether it's been a crossbody, where, whether it's been at CF, CF, CWF. The guy can go, and he's got a motor that doesn't quit. So for me, I got to give the edge to Rex Atkins just because I've seen him work, not just on YouTube clips. I have not had the honor of seeing Warhead live. So this will be a treat for me for sure. But I think you and I are split. So, uh, you know, tally's up. You know, Adam Hayes got Warhead. I'm picking Rex Atkins, but at the end of the day, this match will be entertaining as all hell and all hell's probably going to break loose in this one. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So the next one we're going to talk about is uh, Tarek. Now Tarek is uh, no slouch again. He's a veteran as well. And I love this. This is the Mark ass buster open challenge. That's <laughs> what a, fr what a name. Like, <laughs> what the hell is that? But honestly, he can call it whatever he wants. Let's be honest here. Tarek by far, is one of the elite professional wrestlers here in Ontario and has been for a number of years. So the fact that the matchmaker sought him out, A, is no surprise, and B, it should be also no surprise then to the audience that whoever he winds up facing in this open challenge is probably going to be the match of the night. And even, even though that we don't know who this open challenge is going to be against, i got to go with Tarek. He's just that damn good. He's a brawler. He can wrestle. He can high fly. He is closest to possibly being one of the best hybrid athletes here in all of Ontario. Not the best, but honestly, I got to say Tarek is just miles above a lot of the other competition that is on this card. And I'm just really excited to be able to see who is stupid enough, really, to be able to kind of take him up on this challenge. Because honestly, punch, kick, chop is not a joke. It's not a gimmick. I've seen that man so many times and the evolution of this guy, it is legit. Every time he kicks you, it hurts. Every time he punches you, it hurts. Every time he chops you, all the people in Newfoundland can hear it. So like, I am very much looking forward to whoever that sorry sack of garbage is going to be fighting him in that matchup. Because honestly, with all due respect, it's, it's Tarek all day long. So. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, again, you said it's not a gimmick. Punch, kick, chop. No matter what he does, he can break the body down. He is, uh, dare I say, Ontario's version of Triple H, just in the way he can dissect an opponent in the ring, pull out their weak points, and strive for nothing but success. Now, if you had any idea... That's, a, that's an insult. That's an insult to Tarek, by the way. He didn't have to marry into fame and fortune. He just is that damn good. Well... See what I did there? That damn good. Triple H. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There you I, go. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, uh, uh, just understand that you're wrong. Uh, he was already well famous before he uh, had the affair with Stephanie McMahon. But we're not here to compare apples to oranges on Triple H's personal life and whether or not he has ever slept with her where he's been wearing the belt. I believe he has, but that's it. We'll leave it alone. No, 100% he has. I'll oh, agree 100%. with you. <laughs> How much money? I always say this. He walked out of the bathroom with just the belt on being like, it's time to play the game, Stephanie. Like, you know, it's just, it's great. It's great. <laughs> so good. All right. But if you could throw out a name of anyone that would it be, like, as you put, uh, stupid enough 
to accept this Mark Ass Buster open challenge. Uh, who you got? Who you picking? We're both picking Tarek, so we're even on this one. But who are you picking to be the person that steps up to the plate? You got any names in mind? Honestly, I don't. I know that there's been a couple of names already announced for the show. Um, but honestly, it could be someone that already is on, uh, wrestling on the card. They might you know, want to be able to pull double duties, especially if they're wanting to be able to really prove themselves, especially in front of this matchmaker, in front of the audience, in front of us, uh, in front of the world, really, because of how they're going to be you know, displaying this, uh, this show on Sunday. But like, I, it literally can be anyone, especially in the world of professional wrestling nowadays. Anyone and everyone is pretty much available. You know what I mean? Like this whole, you know, revolving door, forbidden door, open policy that professional wrestling has is no joke. And especially here in Ontario, other companies are working with other companies, whether you want to be able to admit it or not. Wrestlers that you only would see maybe in Southern Ontario are going up North and North is going South. I mean, the possibilities, even just alone in Ontario that could take up this challenge. And again, from people that are even on the card that could possibly want to say, Hey, you know what? I want to make a name for myself. He's Tarek's being, you know, a cocky prick. Let's take him out. Let's do this. So, I mean, it really could be anyone, but I don't think it really matters, especially if the guy's going to be pulling double duty. I really don't think it matters regardless who it is. Cause Tarek's just on another level. Hmm. I agree with you as, as much as it pays me to say it, I agree with you because of the subject we're talking about, not because I agree with your intelligence level. It's just, we agree on the subject. Tarek is no joke. And anybody who's going to be, you know, you mentioned the word again, somebody who would be foolish enough to accept the challenge. There's one person who I know very well in the Ontario indie scene that always puts his body on the line is always willing to go out there and kick it into the next gear and always willing to take a challenge because he's a lone wolf, if you will. And that's a hint for you, a little tidbit. I'm going to throw out Holden Albright. If anybody's going to step up to the plate and take this challenge, it's Albright because Albright is a guy that can go. He's a big boy, his motor is fast, and he has no regard for his opponent's body or his own. So as hard as Tara can chop, kick, and punch, Holden Albright can take a lot of that punishment. So I'm going to say, just throwing it out there, I believe it may be Holden Albright. Because if anybody is as reckless in the way he, he throws his body to the wilds, it would be Albright that would accept this Mark Buster challenge. I will say for 100% though, when it comes to whoever decides to take this challenge, they are got to be, you know, fearless in a way because they're going into a match, you know, that either could make or break them with here in Ontario, not even just here in new frontier, but literally anywhere here in Ontario. And I'm just really looking forward to be able to see who decides to be able to take them up on this challenge. Again, to me, doesn't really matter. Tarek has got this in the bag, but you never know in the world of professional wrestling. Absolutely. And now we go on to the next match. This is the match I'm looking forward to the most on the card. I'm a big fan of triple threats. And this one has all the makings of a legendary classic. We have Quebec's favorite son, Clay Wilson. We have Freedom Wallace, a fellow Scotsman like myself. And we have literally the hottest man in Ontario indie wrestling with the last year and a half that he's had. And that is Gabriel Fuerza from only uh, literally a week ago winning the crossbody pro wrestling title from hold it all right in a 70 plus minute match three call, three fall. It was incredible to what he's done at destiny from demasking Don Dan Piazzo, or as we all know him, a reverso. And uh, now he's having that insane match only a few weeks after this one with the hair, hair versus hair match. It's going to be crazy. This man is the assassin of Ontario Indies. If he wants to take you out, he's going to. So, I mean, uh, I guess I'm showing a little bit of favoritism. I love all three of these competitors, but in this one, I'm going to announce my pick first. I'm going with El Diablo, Gabriel Fuerza. Hello. Hello. I mean, gee, I wonder why. Is he a sponsor for the show? Is that why you're wearing the shirt or whatever? Absolutely not. I just you put him over like the second skill. coming. I think the man has incredible skill. I think he's, he's stepped it up huge. He's always had the skill. And he's always had the charisma. But I just think over this pandemic period, he's found a way to kick it to another level. And I can't even complain about it. I, I appreciate Clay Wilson. I work with him in HWE. I know what he can do. And Freedom Wallace, I know what he can do. He's a multiple-time light heavyweight battle arch champion. This man knows how to handle himself in the ring. This matchup is intriguing because it's also an elimination match. You get pinned, you're out of there. So it can go from three to two to one, just like that. So, yeah. And, and that's a... 
And that's a big deal too, by the way. A lot of people have been really seeing a lot of the triple threat style, like one fold with finish. No, there's a lot more strategy when it comes to a three-way dance where you know you got to pick and choose. Who do you really want to eliminate first is kind of a, an option or a thought that not a lot of people really think about when it comes to professional wrestling. So, I mean, both guys are, or sorry, all three guys rather have so much potential. When I said before that these are the stars of the future, you're seeing three of them right here in this triple threat match. I will not lie that this three-way is probably the match I'm most looking forward to on the card. Um, just because of what could possibly happen. I think the matchmaker did a hell of a job putting this one together. Freedom Wallace, I have literally seen grow from stripes to being, you know, the Scotsman that he is that has just been dominating, who's also been a tag team wrestler also as well, you know, doing his own thing as well with uh, Bradford Montague. Of course, you got Clay Wilson, who really out of the three has been the only one that's kind of stayed a single for most of his career. Of course, Gabriel Fuerza teaming up with the likes of, you know, Von Vertigo in the past with Fight or Flight. So I feel like normally in the past, I would say if a tag team wrestler is thrown into a singles, it makes them a disadvantage and the advantage would obviously go to the singles guy. So normally I would say a guy like Clay Wilson, but you know what? Especially in this match where it's going to be about conditioning, it's going to be about ground and pound, it's going to be about taking a body part and really just working it and being able to pick and choose your spots. I've seen what he can do and I know how, what he can do. You're going with Fuerza, I'm going with Freedom Wallace. You know what? I'm not even going to hate on that decision because I myself, you know, if I had to pick a, a dark horse, I'd pick Freedom Wallace as well. But the only reason I say I go with Fuerza is because I've seen Fuerza in so many three ways, whether it be, you know, one fall or dances such as this. And these matchups are intriguing. And the great thing about uh, triple threats is that alliances are short lived. And the fact Absolutely. that all three of these men are known for their dirty tactics at some point or another in matches, I have to wonder who's going to form the first alliance and who may throw out the first dirty trick. So oh, and who who one. betrays who the fastest will exactly. also be something to look exactly. forward to. Exactly. I mean, don't for, don't get me wrong as well, too, with this matchup. It is all about international pride in this one, too. You got three distinct, you know, personalities, sure, but you also got three distinct places where they come from. Of course, there's going to be some sort of, you know, heritage pride that they're going to be wanting to showcase in this matchup and of course where whoever they win whoever does win this i'm sure is going to be a, a not only a notch in the feather of their cap moving forward here in new frontier but of course you know is a little bit of bragging rights heading back to their own you know country as well so saying hey guess what i did i walked in new frontier pro i got the first win i did it for my country and that's what it's all about and i think especially when it comes to the three of these people freedom wallace just has a little bit more of uh, sneaky tactics that uh, over Fuerza and Clay Wilson, maybe just a little, maybe. But I'm not discre I'm not discrediting Clay Wilson whatsoever. By the way, he is he is one sneaky sob. Oh yeah, I mean the dirty pin is like in his repertoire. I think yeah. sometimes he just goes for that, even when he's not supposed to pin somebody, he'll still go for it anyways. Exactly, which is a which is normally is great. And if this was a triple threat match, he might have been my choice because it's just one fall, quick, boom, in and out, get your payday and get out. But if he does that once, he's not going to be able to do it twice, in my opinion, which is why I'm thinking that Freedom Wallace might be able to capitalize on that opportunity, being almost another one of these great hybrid athletes. Again, nothing taking away from Fuerza and Wilson, but I got to go with Wallace. And that's fair. I, on the other hand, always will go with the devil. 150%. Now, the next match in the card is great. This is a good friend of ours. He's been on your show multiple times. He's also, uh, me and him were Darby buddies. We had Darby Allens before you got your like <laughs> makeshift dollar store one. Um, uh, now, okay. Josh Vandercruz, he's awesome. He's fantastic. He's a great talent. I'm so excited to see him in the ring. And he's going up against arguably the greatest veteran in the Ontario scene. And that's Rip Impact over... Pff, God knows. I want to say somewhere between 800 to 1,000 matches. This man is no slouch. He's wrestled all over the world. And this is a matchup that intrigues me so much because it literally is uh, the GOAT of Ontario versus arguably one of the coolest people that I've ever met in the business in Josh Vandercruz. And I wish, I wish I pushed for the matchmaker when I saw that Josh was going to be on the card. I said, why not just make Hayes a guest commentator for his match and then let me run it with Josh. But matchmaker didn't see eye to eye on that. I pushed for a replacement very early on, but he, he said, based on certain things, your hairline would complement my hairline just mm -hmm. a little more because you're losing it quicker than I am. Actually, sir, I have quite the head of hair, but that's besides the point. Uh, Vander Cruz, I'm sorry, but if you had him on the commentary team, 
I'm just saying you wouldn't even get a word in edgewise. That man can talk <laughs> under the fucking table. Anyways, besides that point, let's talk about this actual match though. Uh, let's start off with Vander Cruz. A lot of people may think him as the underdog as he should be in this match. He is not as experienced in the ring when it comes to a guy like Rip Impact. But Josh Vander Cruz also has a bit of a home field advantage when it comes to being in the rock pile. He has been in that environment before. He knows that type of crowd. He knows the atmosphere that it can come with being in a building like this. Now, of course, Rip Impact has wrestled everywhere and done everything. Josh Vander Cruz is hungry. He's young. He's been in this game for a long time, but has also been working his way up. He, at one point, was the music guy at one point, and then worked his way up into becoming a referee for Death Proof, and then decided, you know what, I want to better myself. I want to be a professional wrestler, which I think makes Vander Cruz a little bit more deadly is when a guy is able to go from one thing and then transition to another, because not only do you have all the knowledge that you're gaining as a professional wrestler in the ring, but you've been able to study people from up close, this close, for so many years and working with a lot of the greats and Vander Cruz has over the last several years worked with a lot of the greats in that aspect. So don't discredit Vander Cruz just yet, but don't get also kid me wrong that he is definitely the underdog in this match. And again, you said it perfectly yourself. Rip impact is quite possibly one of the best that Ontario has to offer when it comes to just, you know, being a legend in this business right now at this point. I mean, not only is he training the next generation of people, but he's also just proving that, hey, there's still hundreds of miles left in the tank for me. And tonight is just, and Sunday night on March 13th, is just going to be another Sunday for Rimp Impact. But I dare say that for Vandercruz, this is a make or break performance for him, especially here at New Frontier. He needs to be able to win this matchup to really solidify himself, not just in this company, but to really kind of prove over the fact that, hey, I am going to be a threat in the years to come in Ontario Independent Wrestling. And what better way to do that is by taking out Rip Impact. I got to go, though, with Rip Impact just because of the experience factor and his overall abilities in the ring. But I guarantee you that Vander Cruz is going to put up a lot bigger of a fight than some people might be giving him credit for. I completely agree with you. I'm going to go with Rip, Rip Impact as well, but I definitely do know that Vander Cruz is not going to just lay down on the mat you know, circa 2001, Hogan, Kevin Nash. That's not going to happen. We all know that's not going to happen. But um, I'm excited and intrigued by this matchup. And it's interesting. You mentioned transitioning, going from one thing to another. Much like you got your wife to transition from Stockholm Syndrome to actually falling in love with you. So kudos on that because you, much like Vandercruz, you know how to do it. Hey, you took a shot at me with my old lady. I had to throw it back. Cassandra, we bless you. We know that he's a lot to handle. But thank God your son looks totally like you. And nothing like him. Yeah, that is probably a good thing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Can't deny that one. So, so um, the next match uh, is, wow. This one, I mean, I'm a big fan of intergender wrestling if it's done correctly. And I know that New Frontier is going to do something spectacular. We have the extreme selfie queen, Jessie Mack, coming back to the ring, I think, for the first time since she gave birth to her son. And she's going to be going up against the indestructible Evan Greenway. Now, this matchup intrigues me all kinds because, again, one is indestructible, one is extreme. We know what Jesse Mack can do. She's a veteran when it comes to intergender wrestling. She has been in the ring with all kinds of talent. And Evan Greenway, he's indestructible. So this one's a hard one to call. And I'm going to let you do the honors on this one. Break down the match and then tell me who you're going with. This is a tough one because, of course, as you know, this was actually supposed to be Liam Worldwide versus Jesse Mack. Yes, sir. Now, of course, though, those two have had quite a bit of history in the past when it comes to different promotions. And uh, I feel like that would have been a more comfortable match for, say, someone like Jesse Mack. But now with Evan Greenaway in this matchup, it kind of throws a bit of a wrench into that plan. Yes, Jesse Mack has had the experience. She's been in the ring. She's been, you know, able to successfully win a lot of these intergender matches. And it doesn't really matter at this point, whether it be intergender matches or not. It's 2022. Jesse Mack is going to do what she possibly can to win a match regardless of who her opponent is, man, woman, child, beast, or, you know, whatever. The fact of the matter is Jesse Mack is just, she is in her own way, a beast in the ring. She doesn't give a damn. She's going to go out there. She's going to spit venom and throw it right back. And she doesn't care if she gets hurt as well. You were saying that before about the guy likes of Holden Albright. I think Jesse Mack has a lot to be able to prove in this matchup. I mean, not just because of the fact that we're coming back into a pandemic and a lot of people may not remember you know, the amount of beatings that she can take, but also the amount of beings that she can dish out. 
Mm-hmm. Evan Greenaway is a sleeper pick here at Ontario Independent Wrestling, in my opinion. He has been slowly starting to be able to gain this following. He is really kind of showing over the last several years that he is someone to be able to watch in the next several years and could possibly be one of the pillar posts uh, when it comes to holding up, you know, not just New Frontier Pro, but holding up Ontario Independent Wrestling in general. So it's really, really interesting to kind of be able to see this one. Also kind of a pick and fight. In this one, though, I'm going to have to give it with Evan Greenaway. The only reason why, though, is because while Jesse Mack is a great brawler, she can surprise people. She can, you know, be able to win matches however she possibly can. Evan Greenaway has been working throughout the pandemic and has been consistently giving himself the hardest possible matches he can in working in other promotions as much as he possibly can. Jesse Mack, I'm not so sure. She, of course, has been doing stuff for No Ring North and been working other different styles. But that's another promotion. This is New Frontier. This is a straight professional wrestling match that we know of. So in that case, with no gimmicks involved, nothing, I'm going to have to give it to the wrestler, which means I'm going to have to give it to Evan Greenaway. You're right. But you know what? You know what, Hayes? Everyone loves a comeback. She's been quiet. She's been dormant, but she's been working hard. And I know she's ready. And she's going to come in with that chip on her shoulder because she hasn't been working consecutively throughout the pandemic. So I firmly believe that the selfie queen, and hang on, I'm going to put a stamp on it now. The selfie queen, she's going to win it. Okay. So you're going Greenway. That's fine. No, no disrespect to Greenway. I think he's a great up-and-coming talent for sure. But I don't know. The extreme selfie queen, I'm a fan. I've been a fan for a long time. So Jesse Mack, hey. all the way for me on that. Hey, I'm a fan of Jesse Mack too on a personal and professional level. It's just I don't know what she has in the tank right now. I don't know if it's going to take her like the Greg Valentine effect where it's going to take her a couple of things, matches or, you know, whatever to kind of get back in the groove of things. So who knows? She might hit the ground running and you might be absolutely right. But for right now, until I see her in those first opening minutes of that match, I'm going to have to go with Evan Greenaway. Absolutely. No disrespect to your decision. As much as it pains me to say it, you're actually being very, you know, intelligent in your picks and well, you're, you're laying them out. You know, I mean, you're, guy, you're just assuming behind you. I know your wife's behind you. Research. No, that's a wall. No, no, that's a wall. Sorry. I meant the other side of the camera. You know what I meant? Oh. Don't twist my words. Don't twist mm. my words. <laughs> All right. The next match. We got a tag team match going on in this one. We got PD skills and Nat Kyle versus pretty Ricky. And it was redacted. We have no idea. Mystery opponent. I'm not sure. So who's I... pretty Ricky bring into the ring. I have no idea. I didn't even know Pretty Ricky really had friends, to be honest with you. I thought he just burned every bridge in Ontario. <laughs> it's, not, it's not so much a friendship. It's probably just a, a team of convenience. Whoever he's bringing to the ring may have a grudge against PD Skills and that Kyle. They may have a score to settle. So sometimes it's a means to an end. And if I'm you're going to team up with Pretty Ricky, there's got to be an end game. Maybe it's someone who hates Ricky and just wants to win the match so they can turn on him or screw him. Who knows? Like you said, he's burned a lot of bridges. I mean, you were saying off the top that it could be anyone that has a problem with PD skills or at Kyle. I think that's like 95% of the roster here in Ontario independent wrestling, (laughs) but that's besides the point. Um, This is kind of like the unknown. Like, of course, PD skills is coming back over the last couple of years and has really been showing his own uh, in other companies that Kyle has been getting some social popularity and has been showing himself that he just doesn't give a damn about his body and is willing to, you know, prove himself in any way possible. Uh, I just but we don't know what this redacted means. Like again, pretty Ricky, he's smug, he's arrogant. He gets it done in the ring by hooker, by crook. You're talking about a guy like Clay Wilson and that earlier, pretty Ricky is, can, you know, lie, cheat and steal with the best of them. So the fact that he's going to be able to have a partner with him is just, it's going to be mind blowing to be able to see who it's going to be. I, it's hard to pick at this one. Um, at this time, it could literally be anyone, but I'm going to have to go, with the unknown, I'm going to have to go with pretty Ricky and whatever or whoever this redacted person is, because, you know, it's almost kind of like the element of surprise. PD skills and that Kyle are going to be walking into this, not knowing who the opponent is, but pretty Ricky and his partner will. So you've got to think that there is a clear advantage when it comes to psycho- psychology and being able to study your opponents in that way. So for that reason, and just the fear of the unknown of what's going to possibly happen or who it's going to possibly be. Yeah. I'm going to go with redacted. I guess, question mark, Mr. X, shall we say, and uh, Pretty Ricky himself. Now, here's a question for you. Uh, I agree with your pick. I'm actually going to coincide and uh, say I pick the same. But here's a question. Will Pretty Ricky 
show up with Trophy Case? Will Trophy Case be on the outside? Will he be a catalyst this match? You must have seen Trophy Case. You know who that is. I, you're, you know what? You're going to have to smart me up on this one a little bit. because so uh, this Case is a live um, person, a valet, if you will, that mm-hmm. Ricky either hired or pays in dog treats. I'm not really sure. And he literally carries all of Ricky's gold from all his promotions to any awards or accolades that he's won. And he always, from time to time anyways, would mix himself or interject himself in matches, kind of being uh, that uh, foreign object, if you will. Gotcha. So sort of like his liaison in a sense. Yes, but he's masked up in gold and you never see his face that he doesn't speak. Okay. It sounds like a fun time on a Wednesday night in, you know, Etobicoke. Uh, but unfortunately it's not going to be, but it, Oshawa do, for sure. No, no, definitely, definitely not. No, they at least <laughs> wait till, they at least wait till Thursday afternoon for that. But, but that's besides the point. Um, I don't believe so. I think that, I think Ricky has got something up his sleeve when it comes to this, this tag team partner. And I don't know if he's going to really necessarily need someone or something on the outside holding championship gold, just to prove otherwise how great he is. Ricky is smarter than we give him credit for. And a lot of his opponents give him credit for. And I think that's one of the ways that he's able to undermine and win a lot of matches is because he can slide under the radar because everyone just takes him as a, you know, a goofy, silly cat who's just, you know, completely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But I'm going to have to go with Pretty Ricky, like I said, and this redacted fellow. Um, and I don't think there's going to be any, you know, gold member on the outside shall we say gold member well it was just a thought that i was throwing out there for the hell of it now hey you know what's good though yeah the next match on the card singapore stick fight that's oh my right. god this match this. is going to tear the house down rebuild it and tear it again here we go six opponents in the ring you got steve brown you got mark shaw you got travis moore you got matt cash you got sexy eddie and you got the green phantom all uh, <laughs> in one ring at one time. This is this is just absolute carnage. The matchmaker must have a personal gripe with every single person in this match. More importantly, Travis Moore. He's the odd man out completely in this match. I don't know who he pissed off in another lifetime, but be that as it may, uh, Mad Cash again. I could be talking about his you know accolades for for a long time as well and same with a guy like steve brown mark shaw all veterans here in ontario independent wrestling and then you got veterans outside of ontario independent wrestling over in the quebec scene that have made their way through the united states as well guys like sexy eddie guys like green phantom so literally travis moore is the odd man out on this one he has something to prove against every single one of these guys and again it's going to be absolute carnage it's literally going to be who can take the most hits and who can be able to survive till the end? Because literally, I don't know how or why this match came together. I don't know who decided that this all six of these people would w- be able to float together in such a, you know what I mean? It's like throwing random recipes in a bowl, like a, like a gumbo or some sorts. You don't think it's going to work. And then you taste it and you're like, huh. That's actually not that bad. I feel like this is this this is this is the gumbo jambalaya of professional wrestling matches right here. Is a Singapore stick fight again? Six combatants, three canes, only one survivor. I don't know who the hell it's going to be. I really, really don't. You would have to this question to you. You would have. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Will it come down to provincial battle lines? Will we see Mm. a united front of Quebec versus Ontario? Will allegiances go based on province? I have to ask this. I have to. I would say normally, yes. I could totally see where you're coming from. It's a four, you know, four on two advantage when it comes to that. But let's be honest. Some of the people who are representing the Ontario side will be thinking a little selfishly. Travis Moore is going to have to be the snake in the grass. And there's nothing wrong with that in this case. He's got to pick and choose his spot with all these vets and be able to survive till the end. And a guy like Steve Brown, who, you know, at one point you called him your spirit animal on my podcast he literally has been around and been doing this for so long in so many different styles of fights and same with a guy like mark shaw so i feel like they know better when it comes to being able to decide oh it's going to be ontario versus quebec because they know what the end game is it's impressing the matchmaker it's getting wins it's cashing checks it's moving on and you know proving yourself to the next show so honestly i'm not entirely too sure if this was going to be a battle of provincial my money would have to be on steve brown However, again, looking at the Quebec side, Green Phantom with all the deathmatch experience, Sexy Eddie, who has blood through blood 
all over, uh, you know, the United States and CZW and the past and whatnot. It's really, really tough. I feel like when push comes to shove, though, it's gotta, it's gotta be the green phantom. I'm going to have to go with phantom on this one. Wow. I did not ex- see you picking phantom. I really the, didn't. I'll be the, ex- the experience that phantom has the, that he has in not only just deathmatch wrestling, but hardcore wrestling in general, being able to survive in multi-man matches is something that he's been able to prove in the past. I just, I don't see anyone else really being able to step up to that level that he's going to have to put himself through. And of course, being the biggest man in the match, not, you know, weight wise, but of course, size wise and height wise, he's going to also have a target on his back and same with a guy like Steve Brown. But I feel like Phantom is just going to be clever enough to be able to make that just work. So I'm going to have to go with the green on this one and go with the green Phantom. My pick may surprise a lot of people. Yes, you're right. I've got a few, I've got a few colleagues and friends in this match. Um, you know, Travis Moore and me, we go way back. We've been friends for quite a few, t- quite a few years now. Uh, and then of course you think of Steve Brown. He's my spirit animal. He really, really is. But my pick for this one may surprise a lot of people, but I'm going to go with Shaw. I don't know what it is. Mark Shaw just. Hey, solid pick. Solid resume. pick. He has that resume that really makes you think he's not a dark horse. He's not bottom of the pack. He's not top of the pack. He's just right there kind of waiting to percolate. And I think given the right moments, Matt Cash can cash or no, sorry, not Matt. Sorry, Mark Shaw. My apologies. Can cash in. That's where I was going with that. Mark Shaw can cash in on those opportunities. And I think Mark Shaw is going to be the one to take this. And again, don't settle, you know, you know, discredit as well, Matt Cash being in this match. Absolutely or, not. Not discredit. Or Steve Brown or Sexy Eddie. I'm going to discredit Travis Moore because with all due respect, he doesn't stand a hope in hell, at least in my opinion, in this matchup. But I, know, I think keep your eyes on Travis Moore. I mean, I, I'm not picking him to win, but I could. Oh, see, I'll keep I an eye on him, him as I they pick him up and use him as a goddamn baseball. And they use the Kindle stick as a bat and they send him flying into, you know, the 401. That's exactly what I'm passing. That's not, that's not fair. That's not a fair assessment. I think Travis Moore will dare, nay, I say, impress you and maybe even okay. win you over. He might, he might. But until then, I'm going to have to go with the green, green phantom all the way. Fair enough. Now, this next match, this was a late uh, announcement to the card as we were waiting to see all the matches. But this one intrigues the hell out of me. Arguably, two people that I never thought I would see in a ring together. But we have the bloodstained hurricane, Jesse Amato, versus the night train, Justin Sane. I'm going to say this right now. I'm not picking a winner. When this match happens, I'm just going to grab my beer and my popcorn and call it like the beauty of carnage it will be but i pose this question because i have to because i was commissioned by the matchmaker to bring you on my show who you got ah this is this is a a a tough one as well i mean Mm -hmm. nine years was the last time that these two faced off especially and in the tobacco and in the rock pile they both have a victory over each other in the past but the past is the past this is right now. Yeah, this is Justin Sane has never been better. I called Tarek one of the best in Ontario. I would dare say that Justin Sane is right up there with him. Maybe not as good, but he's right up there. I've called him in the past the greatest hybrid athlete in all of Ontario independent wrestling. I mean, the man can fly, the man can power, the man can technical, the man can have speed, the man can brawl. He can do it all. And Justin Sane also has a score to settle against a guy like Jesse Amato because you may not know this, but back in the day when these two last fought, just, Jesse Amato put Justin Sane through a table and left a dirty scar on his back, which he now has to look at the mirror in his mirror every single time he does, you know, his, you know, curls and push-ups that we clearly don't do. But that's besides the point. Hey, Jesse Amato and boy, Jesse, Am- listen, Justin Sane is my personal trainer, and he has helped your boy. Lose a little bit of weight. I'm getting right. leaner. I'm getting meaner. And I'm just I'm just getting more sexier as the months go by. Okay. Well, until then, Buff Bagwell, you can just sit in the back <laughs> right now. But going back to this match, Jesse Amato, the Bloodstein Hurricane, it, it's no secret. I have a history with this guy. He has literally come from the ashes and like a phoenix has risen once again. I'm really curious to be able to see how the audience takes to him after being, you know, gone for so long. He is someone that he is very deceiving. A lot of people just see him as the deathmatch guy, as a hardcore guy. He's just going to punch, brawl, and kick or whatever. Jesse Amato is a lot more strategic when it comes to that. In fact, 
One of the ways that he beat Justin Sane last time was by TKO when he had him in a triangle choke. So, I mean, make no mistake about it. Jesse Amato has some secrets up his sleeve. He's going to have to pull every single one of them out against a guy like Justin Sane. Jesse Amato is coming off of a hiatus. He's been gone for a while. He's really wanted to prove himself in what better way than New Frontier and a brand new promotion. But I think the matchmaker did him absolutely no favors by going against Justin Sane. Justin Sane is on another level. And that's me knowing Amato personally on a personal level. Justin Sane is just, and I have preached him back in the old salvation days as being one of the best that I have ever seen in the ring here in Ontario. So Amato is going to have to fight, scratch, and claw to get every bit of this win. It's kind of like what I said about Vander Cruz. Amato has proven himself in the past, but for being gone for so long, this is a make or break now for him. He needs to impress. He needs to show the fans, the audience, the matchmaker, that he does still have what it takes after being gone for so long. And only iron sharpens iron in this business. And what better way to be able to prove yourself than against the night train himself? So this is a bit of a personal one for me, but I'm going to have to go with Justin Sane strictly for the fact that he's been a lot more active and he has just never been better. But Jesse Amato, do not discredit him. Just like Vander Cruz, don't discredit him either. They have a lot more tricks up their sleeve than they might you know, show. And they might be able to show everyone in 2022 just what they have to bring to the table here in pro wrestling. I, again, as much as it pains me to have to say this, I completely agree with you. There's a score to settle and scores will be settled. Who will get, who will be the better man that night? Because it, it could come down to a million factors like you listed, but it all comes down to who's the better man that night and who, again, cashes in on those opportunities. If someone gives somebody else an opening, both of these men will pounce on it. If Amato slows down for a second, Sane will be all over them. If Sane, you know, tries anything new or anything fresh that he may not be comfortable on, Amato will annihilate those. They'll pick each other apart. They're literally going to destroy each other. It's so hard to pick. I can't pick and I won't pick. Why? Because it's my show and I don't have to. Now the next I match, will I will I will say one more thing before we go to the next match. It's almost God, very he similar. Loves the sound of his own voice, doesn't he? I do. I do. But so <laughs> do you. So we have something in common. <laughs> This is very similar to the Rex and Warhead match in the sense that if this is a wrestling match, the ball's in the court of Justin Sane. Right. If this starts to appear six brawl, as great as a hybrid athlete I know that Justin Sane is, Jesse Amato is one sick SOB and will do whatever it takes and will pull out any foreign object or weapon or, you know, friend at ringside to be able to secure a victory, especially if he's looking to be able to prove something. Now you may continue. Okay, so now you actually segued into where I was going before I announced the next match. But that's fine. That's fine. We'll get into this now. Uh, this is all a showcase to impress the matchmaker. Win mm. or lose, you don't necessarily have to win the match to impress the matchmaker. You just have to impress the matchmaker. That's so true. Yeah, You could be on the losing end but have had a great battle that the matchmaker may just decide the odyssey continues for you. We don't exactly. know how it's all going to work. So would you they, say they, that the matchmaker himself is picking these matches because these are dream matches in his own right or her own right, if you will, but also the fact that you don't necessarily have to win to impress the matchmaker. Am I right in that thought process? I think winning helps. I mean, I think obviously, you know, when you're on the winner's purse of any side, it makes you look better. I mean, how you win is another thing. We don't know what this matchmaker, their preferences are in professional wrestling do they favor someone that's going to be strict down the line and you know give it their all in a professional wrestling ring are they going to favor someone that is more of a dirty tactic kind of fan and will you know bite and scratch and claw to do whatever it takes to kind of get the victory so we really don't know so like it's very uncharted waters this is an odyssey not just for the professional wrestlers who are inside the ring but for every single one of us there is only one man pulling the strings and that is this matchmaker. And we have absolutely no idea who they decide to be able to. It's kind of like a whole bunch of toys, getting them all at once. You know, kind of like Tony Khan and AEW, just getting all the toys all at once and just deciding who he wants to keep and who he wants to go. And it's not about looks, it's not about personality. It might not even be about how they get over with the crowd. It's just which one he thinks is the best out of all of them. And it might, and you might be right. It might not have anything to do with the whole, can they secure, secure a victory? It's maybe it's dependent on how do they win? How are they in the ring? Are they willing to improve? Have they reached their ceiling? 
We don't know these things. It's going to be a it's going to be amazing to be able to witness live over especially this show and especially the shows to come here at New Frontier. Absolutely, 150% agree with that statement. So it'd be interesting to see how the matchmaker plays his toys, if you will, because he is the Tony Khan of New Frontier. Now, I'm a big fan. (laughs) I'm a big fan of Lucha Libre Wrestling. I love Lucha Libre Wrestling, and nobody does it better than South of the Six, and that is Mexico. But we're not South of the Six. We're right in the Six. We are North of Mexico. We are all kinds of fire and ice, no matter which way you call it. And this next matchup, this one, Dare Nate, will be my sleeper pick of the night. I think this one will be entertaining as all hell. Guerrero, Sia versus Invincible Jr. I, I, my mind is blown. My mind is blown about seeing this and both of these guys for the first time live in living color being able to call this match to narrate this story. I'm over the moon about this one. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm going to do my pick first on this one if you don't mind. Both of these, both of these, these wrestlers have incredible skill. But there's just something, when I look them both up, there's something about Invisible Junior that sparks an interest in me. I lean more towards the look and the way he handles himself in the ring that I can't not unfocus from it. So I'm going to go Invisible Junior on this one, but I, I know that this match will be the sleeper of the night and will probably entertain the crowd more than people would expect. But I think it's going to be amazing because Lucha Libre, second to none in terms of action, high-flying, and entertainment. This is going to be a balls-to-the-wall type of matchup for sure. I mean, there's one thing that we also need to be able to discuss when it comes to this matchup is it is student versus teacher. Invisible Jr. is the, is the, you know, the trainer of Guerrero Sea. And they have also been tag team partners in the past in Lucha Libre in Mexico. So, like, I'm very intrigued to be able to see what they can possibly do. Of course, you know, Sea is going to be able to want to kind of prove himself to Invisible and you know, show that, you know, the skills that he learned, not just in Mexico, but from him specifically, have garnered him enough attention to be able to step out of that shadow. Because to us, this is all brand new. This is like just walking into like a blind movie at this point and not knowing who's in it or what we're going to see. All we know is we're going to see something really cool because it's Lucha Libre. But at the same time, Invisible Jr. does have the experience factor over someone like Guerrero Sea. But I feel like Guerrero Sea has a lot more gas left in the tank, shall we say, because of the youth and experience that he has to go with it. And he has been traveling around North America for quite some time, uh, trying to you know hone his skills over the last several years as well. It's a really tough one as well. And I mean, a teacher versus student, I would normally go with the teacher, always is the master. But I'm going to go with the student on this one because I feel like there's just something about Guerrero Sea that is just going to be on that night and is going to want to prove even harder than most, especially given the heritage and what Lucha Libre means and what trainers mean and the mask and everything else. I got to go with Guerrero Sea. I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not one to fault your pick. Your pick is your pick, but I don't know. Invisible junior. I just feel like there's just that some little bit of extra specialness to what he can do in that ring. Now. um, I mean, there has been a couple of other pitchers added. And not sure what they're doing yet. We all know Ontario's favorite son, the man from Buffalo, New York, Puff, is going to be in town. He's coming. First time I'm going to finally get to see Puff live. I just want to throw it there. Puff is fantastic. I was able to have him on my show, um, and he is one hell of an interview, uh, a conversation, sorry, if you will, and he is entertaining as heck in the ring. But I just don't know. Now, we didn't discuss this, but could he be possibly Pretty Ricky's mystery partner? Could Or could (laughs) he be the one to answer Tariq's challenge like oh my goodness you don't you have you just don't know yeah I mean no you're absolutely right I mean it would be a tough night for both individuals rather uh for that Kyle and PD if he was the tag team mystery partner all also he could be a very interesting opponent for a guy like Tarek who like I said I'm I'm still sticking with my pick if that's the case with Puff uh that Tarek would still win Cause you know, he's just, he's just that good. He's just really that good. But like, but again, I've never seen Puff live. You had, you had the pleasure of being able to see him live. So I don't know what he brings to the table other than the, the swaying, the dancing and the big splashes. So I have no idea what I'm in for. This is going to be breaking my puff cherry, I guess, uh, shall we say. So we'll see what happens over at, uh, on March 13th in the Topico for a new frontier. 
Absolutely, guys. And it all goes down, like my PIC said, March 13, 55, 55, Dundas Street West. Tickets will be available at the door. Tickets will be available online still. I will have the link below. And we've listed the card. We know what's happening, but you're going to want to be there to catch a ringside seat and get all of this. It also will be streaming on Twitch eventually after the episode. It's being filmed for Twitch. It won't stream live, but it will be streaming. And it's going to be great. We don't know who the matchmaker is. All I know is my check's already in the mail. It's been cashed. I'm signed in. I'm ready to go. And I know Adam Hayes definitely used his because hair transplant surgery is expensive. So you got mother effer. My hair it looks so much better than yours, and I have it displayed for a reason. That's why you have it hiding under a hat. I don't have it hiding That's under a hat. There it is. Yes, look at that. it is. Oh my in the front, god! 100%. Look at that. But I also cut look it low. at you. I also cut it low. Listen, unlike you, I own my sexiness. People, listen. I've had people call me fat. I've had people call me balding. I don't give a shit. It is what it is. That's why the boy says it one hundred percent. And you called yourself your boy. That's my line, son. Respect the name. You may oh have been in this God. game for you may have been in the announcing game and the and the commentary game for 15 years, but your boy's been the top podcast in Ontario for the last six. Well, look, here's the deal. So pay Regar- homage and respect, son. Regar- regardless, first of all, regardless of which podcast we're on, regardless of who we're talking about, or even if we're, you know, venting to each other or you know, making fun of Davenport, let's be honest. The bottom line is professional wrestling has never been hotter 2022 is going to be a great year for professional wrestling Mm -hmm. i am looking forward to professional wrestling getting off the ground and resurging the way it should have over the last couple of years this pandemic has been a bitch for every single person and i know all the men and women that are going to be on this card are going to be able to want to prove themselves to not just me and you but to the entire world that they are the future professional wrestling. New Frontier has done a hell of a job securing a laundry list of who's who here in Ontario to be able to put together an exciting and dramatic show. And you have to be there. You gave the address earlier. I know it as the rock pile, old stomping gowns, like I said, for myself in Etobicoke on March 13th. Tickets, I'm surprised are still available. So I'm guessing they're going to probably not be by the time they get to the door. But who knows? They might, you already said the matchmakers got a block of tickets, you know, set aside for the, you know, at the door. Don't wait, get your tickets now. Don't be one of those people left in the cold waiting to try and get inside just to be told, no, you're not going to be able to make it in. The bottom line is this professional wrestling is the best thing on earth and new frontier is going to do things that you have never seen before. Absolutely. 150% could not agree more. And that's the best way to end this re- this prediction show. So guys, like I said, get your tickets. March 13th, bell time is 7 p.m. The Rock Pile, history in the making. New Frontier, the Odyssey begins. Link will be listed in the bio. But while you're checking out that link in the bio, why don't you hit that subscribe button? It literally takes one second. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay. You know my socials, but they'll also be listed in the link below. And now I'll let Adam Hayes shout out his socials, even though he's literally shouted out his podcast every 15 minutes in this prediction show. Hey, 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 that's smart. That's smart. I'm not done speaking. He shouted his podcast out, but we're going to let him shout it out again. Also, he could shout out his socials. And if after you're done listening to Straight Talk, while you're sitting on the toilet, you want to listen to some jargon, listen to Shamal Wars. Hey, man. Hey, you, you said it off the top, too. We have a lot of unique programs over on my podcast. Over at Schwalwurst, find us, facebook.com slash Schwalwurst. Instagram as well, find us there. Of course, you can find me on Twitter or, you know, whatever that I never use, at Hayes. I'm just saying it's there. I don't fucking use it, whatever. But the point is, go to anchor.fm slash Podcast. We provide different content than what you're used to. We're not just your average conversation or interview show which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that for the record. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that because straight talk wrestling is one of the best that does it. So I'm not going to compete with that. Uh, uh, uh. No, no. We do amazing things like different tournament shows. We, uh, when we take the 16 of the best of one thing and put them against each other, we do tier list episode, top fives. We, you know, go from all things pro wrestling to pop culture, to parenting and so much more. It is a fun ride. It is always something different and unique. Uh, I've had the pleasure, like I said, of having George several times on my show. And of course, he'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks as well when we also do our 50-year anniversary review of The Godfather. Does it hold up? Is it still that great? Or, you know, did it just kind of fell by the wayside and get, you know, blown away with a, you know, a, a minigun? So we'll have to see what happens. Well, let me tell you. Oh, God. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding and you ask me for a favor. 
I will grant you this favor. Only if you understand down the line, I will call you for a favor in return. You sound like half mobster, half Borat. I'm all, that's that's what I'm going to leave you with oh, right there. Twenty, thirty thousand dollars in that little purse. Oh, if this was somebody else's wedding, madafango. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So tune in for that one on Schwab Wars. Like I said, it's always a good time, especially if your boy's on and if Jeff's on. Because if Jeff's on, I go hard. Jeff always walks funny when he's done with me on the show. Because unlike him, I don't get down on my knees for Rob Zombie. If you don't know what that means, check out the archives of Schwab Wars. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next time. And Hayes, I'll see you Sunday. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.